Hey, welcome back to Prisoner Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And fellow co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. And we do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, and videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. Uh, so to start off today's podcast, I just want to mention that my internet has been down for basically the entire day, and I'm recording this uh, on my phone. So if I sound a little bit differently, um, that is what I am doing. I'm in my normal recording spot, though, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, and Steve, Sebastian, and I have been you know, chatting away now endlessly for the last several weeks about our rankings 31 through 1. So this episode is going to contain uh, our rankings of the NHL teams from 31 all the way to 1 at our preseason predictions. Even though we're about a week into the season, uh, we've been trying to get to this episode and my internet tried to kill it again today. So uh, we're going to go forward with it and we're going to tell you, you the listeners, uh, what we think 31 to 1 would look like despite what we've seen a week in. We're going to stick by our preseason stuff. So how do you, uh, how do you lads feel about that? I mean, I'm still feeling good. I mean, I think there's a few teams that if I were to look at change things right now, but again, we're weekend. I'm not going to panic. It's a, it's a whole different season for these guys. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about the same. I'm not too worried about who I've picked and, you know, too much. I think I'm pretty bang on about a few things, but um, you know, we'll sit there and see it. This is all I can say about the hockey season so far is, it's like little mini. It's like a little mini hockey tournament every every couple of days, right? You keep playing the same teams. It's 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 entertaining. Yeah, so, it is. Um, I didn't expect it to be this entertaining. Truthfully. Yeah, yeah, and we're already going to see. Like, we'll get this through another episode, but the bad blood already starting, and yeah. you know, <laughs> I I love it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Two months from now, you're going to have a bunch of beat up players and a whole bunch of grudges that are going to last a long time, which I freaking love. So, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a unique look at the season. I think I think you two are right there. I think this season's going to just be, uh, as Steve said, they're just completely tournament style. You know, grudges built. Uh, you know, you might hit me this game forty four, but we play each other tomorrow. So keep your head up. You know, it's going to be <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be one of those seasons. Yeah, it's entertaining. So, uh, Sebastian. How about you start rolling with your number? We want to do about five at a time. Yeah, so we're going to first start with the first kind of six because it's an uneven okay. league right now. So we're going to go 31 to 26. So, uh, yes, Sebastian, if you want to proceed with your 31 through 26. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so starting at 31, uh, I've actually got the Hawks there. Um, I know they're missing Taze right now. And a uh, hot prediction here, I think they're going to trade Kane, try to get a haul while they can. Um, their goaltending is obviously not great for them. So I've got them at 31. Uh, 30, I actually got the Kings. I just don't think they've added enough to uh, to kind of push through to where they are. And I think they, they need to hit that rebuild button as well. Uh, 29, I've got the Ducks. Again, another team that I think really needs to start uh, taking a rebuild seriously. Uh, 28, I've got Detroit. I think Detroit's got a lot of up-and-coming kids. I just don't think they're there set yet. I mean, they've got Eisman as a GM. I think here in five years, they'll be a cup contender again. But again, just for now, I think I've got them sitting at 28. Uh, 27, the Devils, again, you know, um, with um, Crawford's retirement uh, so late into the camp, I think that really hurt them. Um, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. Hopefully, you know, a guy like PK steps back up. Uh, and then at 26, I got the Sharks. Um, I know a lot of people will have the Sharks doing better, thinking, you know, the youth of apparently Carlson's going to come back, but I don't I don't see that. So I've got them sitting at 26. So I think right there, that's my that's my bottom teams, and I feel pretty strongly about those. Yeah, I'd have to say I'm, I'm, I'm pretty – I think maybe there's one team that you had in the top bottom six that really kind of makes my bottom – 11 <laughs> you know? uh, but no no real surprises there at all truthfully uh steve how about you so i've got the detroit red wings sitting at spot number 31 um i think they would you know my prediction was they're gonna they're gonna be sort of like the senators pesky but not enough yet um i agree completely with sebastian when you got eiserman behind there you know, he's he's just got that eye and knack for talent, right? So he can make anything happen. But I just think 
the wheels are going to fall off, you know, after about the midpoint of the season. Uh, next in line, I've got the Los Angeles Kings. Um, John DeQuick was one of the most elite goaltenders in the league, but he can't carry that age franchise anymore. Um, I That's why I got them at 30. I have the New Jersey Devils at 29. Again, another young and up-and-coming up team, but again, when it gets in the thick of things here, I think it slows down again for them. The Blackhawks, goaltending, major issue, Taves being out, uh, Doc being out, and I agree with Sebastian too. I think They've got to retool something, right? It's it's got to happen here, and they've got to do this in a big way. And I wouldn't be shocked if they trade two of their big stars this year to get things rolling. Because who wouldn't want a Patrick Kane or a Duncan Keith on your team? I do. Uh, Twenty, yeah, he's going to get wings in Buffalo. Uh, San Jose <laughs> Sharks at twenty-seven. Yeah, I I just don't think they have it. Like they've got some good natural goal scorers, but they're too old. And then the Ottawa Senators at 26, just because that Canadian division is is tough. And the Senators are going to be that thorn in the side. But they're going to need a few years of just solid play together to really gel. But I think they're a threat in two years if they get, you know, a few more pieces onto that team. And if, Kurt, if Murray can find, you know, his stride as a starting goalie. So those are my bottom five. All right, bottom six. Yeah, we have, we we're oh, in, we're six, in that sorry, yeah. spot. Yeah, it's it's weird because again, thirty one teams in the league this year. But uh, no, again, no surprises there for me. Again, uh, there's the same team that uh, you had in the bottom six uh, that Sebastian did. That I don't. I have them in the I have them in the bottom eleven. But uh, yeah, I'm mean, again no surprises there at all. So for me, at number thirty one is the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I just don't see. I just don't see it this year. I don't think they're well built. I think they're struggling in I mean obviously Corey Crawford didn't help with with uh with his sudden yeah, retirement but yeah it sucks I mean, that 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 really that really stung you know and I'm really hoping I'm hoping for the guy's mental health and overall health that oh. you know you know that he's doing well I just really don't you know I'm just hoping he didn't try to hang on too long and put that team in jeopardy but again it's only one year right and I yeah. think Crawford Crawford was a temporary fix to give him a bit of a boost. So, but yeah, yeah. Honestly, I mean, even with with Crawford gone, I mean, I have a lot of I have a lot of faith in you know uh, Wedgwood, right? Wedgwood's a new goalie in that. Yeah, he's taken yeah. over, and I have a lot of faith in him. He's a good strong goalie. This gives him the net completely, and I think he needed that. Um, with Crawford technically out of the way, he is the starting goalie. I don't think again the loss of Craw- even with Crawford in there, I had them ranked at the bottom of the league. So I just it, it's it stinks they're just a little bit worse than I anticipated them being. But then again, this is you know the Wedgewood's time to shine. So yeah, you know, I completely you know, agree with you said there with Crawford. I think um, you know he won a couple cups. He also had phenomenal hockey teams in front of him. Yes, but, he did. But uh, I don't think he was going to make the the Devils a cup contender this year. No, no, they're, they're, they, they have a lot of work on defense to do. Um, I don't have it. Like they got some good, you know, young kids like Smith. I'm excited to, you know, see how he develops and stuff, but you look at the rest of their defense and it's okay. It's, uh, it's okay. But nothing stunning. And then offensively speaking, their top line needs a little bit of help. Uh, but they got a lot of young talent that just needs to start to learn how to mesh. I just don't think they're going to mesh this season. Absolutely Um, great. And, uh, so at number 30, I have the San Jose Sharks. Uh, agreements with you guys there um, for me here and basically their goaltending and their defense uh, really their defense is just gonna kill them especially how much they're paying their defense uh, I just don't see it they have a lot of young talent on the offense and really just a lot of good um, forwards but that's just not going to be enough uh, in the National Hockey League to carry a team and I think like you guys said unless there's a resurgence of the great Carlson which I'm not seeing neither Sebastian uh, <laughs> this team's it's got to blow it up and restart um, and number 29 I have Ottawa uh, again a lot of young good talent on this team uh, I don't have faith in their goaltending uh, I just you know unless Murray just surprises me i don't think he's going to uh i think that defensively they gotta have they gotta do some work again i think this is a team that's going to struggle defensively they got some good talent i just don't think it's i don't think it's well put together defensively yet they focused a lot on offense and i think again offensively they just got a lot of 
They got a lot of talent, and it, I just don't think it's going to come together this year, though. But watch out for them in the future. At 28, Anaheim, uh, as you guys said there, um, I like their goaltending duel. I, I think that uh, Gibson's strong, and he's going to be leading most of the uh, most of the season. And Miller's a solid backup. Uh, I just think that it's just not going to be their year. It's uh, they got some work to do, and those those honestly those uniforms alone, they shouldn't make the playoffs. They're fugly. Uh, that that retro reverse jersey is a crim. Is not a. I was going to say criminal and crime, so I just said crim. There we go. Um, at twenty seven, I have Chicago. Again, everything you guys said goaltending needs help. They just need to blow it up and start over. Uh, you know, send off Patrick Kane to Buffalo. We'll be happy to take him. And at 26, I have Detroit. Uh, so again, no surprises. And I don't think my list were very different from y'all. I think you both had LA in the bottom six for me, they're bottom 11. I just don't, they didn't crack the bottom six for me. Um, I think that there's, they still got enough talent to be competitive and they're going to shake some things up this year. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to shake some things up. They're going to make it interesting. Listen, is uh, Patrick Kane allowed back in Buffalo, or ah, uh, you know what? I think the ta- I don't think I think at this point he just Ubers. Um, no more taxis for him in Buffalo. But uh, no, and again, that's I'm still I still like him. Um, so let's look at the who wants to start with number twenty five through twenty. You I can go over here again if you want. Twenty five through twenty one, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, whoever it. wants to go. Go All for right, it, Sebastian. I'll, you seem you seem anxious, man. Go, Sebas. Go. Well, I got so I, the reason why I'm anxious is I, I do need to to have a little rebuttal. Um, you know, I'm a hockey fan, but deep down, I'm also a Sens fan. Uh, I do have the Sens at 25, though. Uh, I agree with they're young. Uh, they still got lots to do. I think they're going to be a pain in the ass for absolutely everyone they play. Um, but you know, they brought Josh Brown in. They brought Coburn in. They're both tough vets back in the back on the D and I think that's going to help the kids, you know, um, something happens or in there for them. Uh, they've got Wallinen, who's a young defenseman. Uh, I think he should hopefully have a breakout year. They've got Artem Zub, who they actually, uh, no one's seen yet because he's from the KHL, he's a right-handed defenseman. I think Loki, he could be a stud. Um, I don't think that it will move them past 25. I think they're, they're where they need to be in the 25, you know, 25 to 23 range where I kind of had them. But that being said, um, yeah, I've got them at 25, uh, 24. I've got the Florida Panthers. Uh, we all know the future of their goaltending, what it looks like. It's, it looks phenomenal. Uh, however, I, Bob had an off year, um, rumors where he was kind of hurt the start of the year, going into the start of the season here. Um, I just don't, don't see them having enough. Um, they got rid of Trocek, which I think was, you know, a big loss for them. They really didn't get much for him. Um, so I, I don't know. I see them at 24. I think they're kind of in that they've got some young kids, they've got some vets, but they're not in a rebuild, but they're not also a contender. So they're in a weird spot right now. They need to figure out what they want to do. Uh, at 23, I got the Yotes. Uh, I think they have solid goaltending tandem. I just, some for some reason, every year they seem to something happen, an injury or whatever it may be, but they just don't click for some reason. So I just can't see them moving past that. At 22, um, I have Pittsburgh. I just don't think their goaltending is good enough to where they think they are. Uh, their goaltending tandem, I think, is one of the weaker ones. Uh, yeah, they've both done some good things in the NHL, but they haven't really proven enough. And they've also shown some awful, awful games. So I just don't think Pittsburgh's offense is going to be enough to make up for their goaltending. And at 21, I got the Jets. Uh, yeah, they've got uh, Hellebuck back there, and I think he's phenomenal. But they just have no defense. I mean, last year, Neil Pionk was their best defenseman. And people were probably saying, who? And that's exactly what I said in the first week of that season. Who is Neil Pionk? And why is he your number one defenseman? So for me, I just don't think they have enough. And I think with the, the Patty Line drama going on, eventually they're going to have to trade him. I don't know what they're going to get back. I mean, you've got a disgruntled player. Teams are circling around like sharks. Like They know the guy wants to leave. You're not going to get best value for him. And I think for that reason, I've got them at 21. Wow. Um, I'm just going to say, wow, my list, uh, a lot of the teams you mentioned there, I have them much higher spread it out. So I had a, like a mouth drop moment there for a second when you named one <laughs> team, I'm like, Ooh, they're in my top five, but this is where it gets exciting. Cause I think honestly, our 31 through 26, I don't think any one of us was stunned by any of our choices there. These are teams that are clearly going to be probably near the bottom of the league. Um, and this is where it becomes fun because this is where you have someone ranked the 25th or 24th that I have ranked at fifth or seventh. And it's going to be, uh, it's interesting to hear your perception there. So Steve, what's, what's your, uh, 25 through 21 look like? 
All right, uh, it's in a 25 or the Anaheim Ducks. You can only rely on Gibson so much, and he can't play all, all 52 games. He just can't. It's not going to happen. And, you know, unless they're barring injury, right? Like he is one of the elite goalies in the league, but it's just not enough. Um, they're a couple of years away. they got to do some more rebuild before they get there. Uh, 24, I've got the Minnesota Wild. Um, again, not the most confidence in their goaltending. Um, you know, it's they, they've got a lot of interesting pieces on their team. Like I, I think I mentioned before, I think they're just, you know, I, I just don't see them gelling to become a super contender, right? So uh, this one is going to shock everybody. Uh, but at 23, I've got the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I just, again, goaltending, you know, I don't see it for them. Um, pretty much on par with Seabass. And I didn't know about Bobrovsky with a possible injury, but the Florida Panthers are sitting at 22. Um, for me, um, you know, one thing you forgot to mention too, Sebastian, was that they lost Hoffman too, who's one of their top goal scorers, yeah, right? That's true. So, and then you add Declare, and Declare, you know, he's got speed, you know, he can be somewhat of a threat, but defensive liability is one of his biggest issues, right? And, and he's hockey, streaky. He's streaky. Yeah. He goes hot, 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 and then he just dies down. You put him on your fourth line. Yeah, and so that's my issue there. The 21, I got the New York Rangers. Um, you know, again, that's a team like you're – in order for the, the the Rangers to really do anything this year, they would be really looking, you know, for Lafreniere to have a knockout season. Um, I'm going to brutalize his, his his last name, but their other number one pick they got from Finland a couple years ago. So I'll leave his name out of this right now. Apologies. I'll eventually get it down. Um, but he's just, you know, he had an okay. Was it Kako? Like, yeah, Kako. Kako, yeah. 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 So – you know, him, you know, I just don't see it. Like, Panarin's a threat, right? But, you know, with them battling back and forth in that, because they're in a tough, 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 di- all these divisions are tough, let's be honest, right? Yeah. The weakest one, I think, is the West, right? So um, I just don't see it happening. So that's why I got the Rangers at 21. So there's my 25 21. Well, yeah, and I think, again, this is going to be interesting conversation because you guys have some teams ranked high that I have ranked low and – you know, teams rank super low that I've ranked high. I'm surprised a couple teams you guys haven't mentioned. And then, uh, yeah, so here we go. For my for my number 25, uh, Vancouver. I don't buy it. Um, I've, dug, I've dug deep on this team. Again, I've dug deep. Like, I spent days digging into teams now, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> and uh, uh, Vancouver, um, they're not a bad team. I just, I, I you know, w- with with the division they're in this year, um, I just, I, I have faith in their goaltending, but there's a lot of things that, and again, their offense is fantastic. I don't have almost any faith in their defense. And again, with, with their goaltending, I mean, I love Holpe and I love Demko and I think they're, you know, top half of the goaltender pairings in the national hockey league. Um, but statistically looking at their years last year, and I know there's a lot involved with that. I'm a goalie. I get it. Um, I just, you know, looking at where they're where they're sitting, I'm like, yeah, I, I had to put Vancouver down there. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not buying into Vancouver being uh, very good this year at this point. And I've sw- I've swung back and forth on this team, and I'm, I'm settling them on 25th, 24th. Uh, I actually have Edmonton ranked lower than you, Steve, because I think you had them at 23rd. I have them at 24th. Um, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I, their goaltending, I don't I don't see it. Uh, you know, they got some of the best weapons in the league, but they, then they also have to compensate for those weapons. And, uh, in the, in the division this year, the all Canadian division, they're in trouble. Uh, number 23, I'm, I'm God, I wish one of you guys would have ranked them lower than me, but I'm, I'm putting Buffalo at 23. I don't, we've, we've got a fantastic offense. Our defense is pretty solid, but God, goaltending is going to kill this team. It's going to kill it. And unless Buffalo makes, unless Buffalo makes a, a, cha- a trade this year because some other teams like yep we're out we got to trade our goalie and Buffalo picks them up. Buffalo, well, you never, you never know. Like in all honesty, you know, I sort of cut you off there, um, but yeah. about the Sabers, they should be targeting Arizona because if Arizona's teetering, they're teetering. Get 100%. it done. But here's, 100%. The, here's something we need to go after Kemper. 
Yeah, and but here's an interesting side note, guys. Sorry to throw this in the middle here, but how the hell are trades going to work with quarantine times? Are you willing to take that they can make a major move? Like, if, if your team's out, what does it matter, right? If you're making that move to set your team up for the future. But if you're a team that's contending and you're trading from Canada to the U.S., right? Even Canada to a, Canada, you still have to quarantine. Yeah, yeah. you still have to quarantine. So I honestly, like, I was thinking, I was actually talking uh, with a buddy about this, and it's, it's, I think trades are going to happen a lot earlier this year. Um, Christmas time, I would say, because, I mean, you're not going to wait till the trade deadline to... Uh, to make a trade because then you got two weeks of a guy just sitting there doing nothing for you. So you got to make that trade. You got to make it early. So to me, if I'm a team who's looking for a trade, I'm already looking now. Yeah. Well, the reason I brought it up because all the pure Luke Dubois stuff floating around and floating around. Oh, yeah. yeah and, you know, he, he wants out. And again, that's just like no different than line A, right? It really weakens your ability to make trades. But by the way, if I'm the Jets and I'm the, um, <laughs> and I'm the, uh, Columbus, I'm looking to – yeah, I'm talking. I'd swap them both out. Why not, right? Lonnie, Lonnie would not be happy, but Dubois would probably be a heck of a lot happier on the Jets who have a good But, but think, about, think about what you're – if you're Columbus, are you willing to bring in a guy you know for a fact is not going to like where he no. is? It's going to end up Pierre Dubois all over again where he's just going to ask for a trade or he's just going to mm-hmm. pout. And, I mean, to me, I get it. He's a superstar and he, I think he's phenomenal, but you can't have him on that team. I mean, as a GM, I'm not making that move. You, know, you just yeah. become a Kyle Turks and I lose all Exactly. That's kind of how I feel about with these guys like Line A. And I understand they want to be moved and they want to play in different cities, but you're playing in the best league in the world, in the best sport in the world, and you're being a little b- I lose my respect for them at this point. Line A, Dubois, I lost my respect for Turks a long time ago, and any guy that doesn't, I'm just like, you know, fuck yeah, off. Well, for you, because you know, Line A and Dubois the team and they never go they never over impress like they would have on their previous team it just happens to them like all look at tourists tourists has just been a disappointment ever since he was a little though i understand that because i mean line a you're being pushed to a secondary role he's not a secondary player he's a guy who should be out there on your first line i mean he's a sniper he's got a rocket of a shot he's got to be on that first line they move him around so much and i get it i mean to me he's a first line player and he wants to be a first line player he wants that and they're not letting him have it. So I, I kind of, I, at the same time, I, I agree with the player needs to just shut up and do what he has to do. But at the same time, I see where he's coming from. For Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's playing for a coach who I don't think he likes very much. I think Torts is a very veterans coach. I don't think he's very good yes. with the young guys. And no, he's very defensive-minded. Don't get me wrong. They do very well defensively. But I don't think Pierre-Luc Dubois as an offensive talent is the guy that's going to be out there blocking shots and doing all that kind of stuff. He wants a little bit of freedom. And Torts doesn't let the young guys have freedom. And I think, to me, I see again... You know, I'm saying, you know, shut up and play your play your position, do what you got to do. But at the same time, I'm like, hell, like, yeah, I get it. Like, get that kid out of there. Let him, let him be free. Let him play hockey. Like, he's not meant for that system. You know, I get he's a great hockey player, but he's he's just not meant for that team. Well, I understand yeah. players wanting to move. When it goes public, that's the problem I have. Like, okay, Liney doesn't want to be there. People know that. Ristolainen doesn't want to be in Buffalo. We Buffalonians know that. Uh, Dubois doesn't want to be in Columbus. We know that. I think that. You know, some are like whether it's a team that leaks it or the player bitching on Twitter or whatever it is, it's it just got to stay internal. Don't I don't think it's good to have the fans know about it. People go, like, oh, my God, you traded Pierre Luc Dubois. It's like, yeah, you know, it was for the best of our team at the end of the day. You know, it, no, it's, I, I it's, disagree it's with that. Yeah. Maybe sometimes and, and that's I'll, the agents being like, I, okay, let's push the buttons. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think the agents are the ones who really kind of push things over. It's like, you know, we asked for a trade three months ago. Nothing's happened. Well, I'm about to tweet out that my player's not happy. Yep. Yeah, and just to add to a point, you know, when you're talking about tourists, the, the Coyotes, the, talking about an organization that gets a short end of the stick a lot, right? Because they had tourists pull his crap, but they also had Blake Wheeler, who refused yep. to re- even report to them. And look at those. The tourists had upside and potential. Like, he did well with the Coyotes, but if he didn't pull his garbage, right, then – you know, having a Wheeler and a tourist in your team really helped. Like, Wheeler would have been that big body center that they were so desperate for, right? So I love Jersey. I, I, I would have totally played for the Yotes. Oh, yeah. Put those Kachinas on. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, sorry about that, Chris. You were – what not, What team were you on, by the way? <laughs> oh, I was on – I was – we are just – apparently my oh, Buffalo Sabres triggered this. So, they were 23rd. <laughs> uh, 22nd, yeah. I had the – I, again, I don't have faith. I'm sure you guys have these t- this team a lot higher. I don't see it. I've looked at this team. They're a bunch of jerks, and I'm ranking them 22nd. 
Uh, I don't oh. get, I don't, I'm still not buying into Carolina guys. I just, maybe when you guys move on to where you have them ranked, you can explain to me why you think they're so good. I don't. Uh, number 21, Nashville, same thing. Um, I don't, again, this team, I'm just not seeing it. I think that, uh, you know, they're just, they're just not that good. And I don't think they're going to be in the the top, you know, two thirds of the league. So that those are my 25 through 21 Vancouver, Edmonton, Buffalo, Carolina, and Nashville. So, uh, Sebastian, you're number 20. Yeah. So for me, number 20, barring a trade, this is, I have Buffalo. I just, I don't think they have enough. Um, they're, they're decent. I mean, they've got a good top line. They've got some supporting cast defensively. Eh, I really wish Dalid would really become the guy that people thought he was going to be. Don't get me wrong. He's good. But the hype around that kid, I think he needs to be a little better. And their goaltending, it's just there's no – to me, there's no goaltending there. Um, no. They've got to make a trade. Uh, I mean, you've got to sell – got to you got to give off a little bit. I mean, it's got to be draft picks or whatever it is. But, I mean, you've got Taylor Hall for one year. Yeah, sure, you can sign back next year or whatever if it goes well. But make a push. Get a goalie. And you're not number 20 for me. But I've got them at 20. Uh, number 19, Canucks. Again, great goaltending duel, like you said. Um, probably one of the better half. Uh, just not enough. I mean – Poor, poor Patterson's up there by himself. I mean, yeah, you got Borjovan, you got yeah. a couple other young guys, but it's just not enough defensively, not enough to me. It's just, I think that they're going to steal some games and they're going to be good, especially the goaltenders. The goaltenders will steal some games, but I don't see them going past 19 is where I have them. Uh, now, for my number 18, I've got the New York Islanders. Um, I just think there's something wrong with that team. I don't know what it is. They do well, they don't do well. Um, they play a system game, and to me, it's just this year, there's, it's not such a long season where you can wear guys down. You're going to be playing the same team over and over and over again, and a system can be beat. You've got to be able to adapt, and I just don't think with Lou there and how he runs things, I don't think it's going to be enough. So I've got them sitting at 18. Um, number 17, the Rangers. I think they're going to make a big jump to the 17th spot, but I don't think they have quite enough. They have young goaltending. But the thing is, if both those goalies have a little bit of trouble um, again, they're young, unexperienced. That's going to hurt them. Um, I just don't think the rookies had enough time. I think Lafreniere is going to have a good season, but I don't think he's going to come out and throw, you know, Connor McDavid numbers yet. So I just don't don't see them um, making a big of a push as some teams have or some people have them doing. Um, but again, who knows? Uh, they could, but uh, to me, I don't think they'll do it. And then my next team is the Minnesota Wild. Um, I think Stalock is a is a great goalie. Uh, he showed he could be a great goalie. Um, and then their team, I think they've got, they're, they're always a team that doesn't do great. But they don't do terrible. They're just a middle team. They need to figure out if they're going to the move some pieces to, you know, make the push or if they're going to do a rebuild. To me, I think they need to go to a rebuild because they have such young talent, but you know, I'm not the GM there, so I can't, I can't decide what they're going to do for them. But to me, I just don't, don't think they're going to be anywhere past that midpoint. All right. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with you on Minnesota. They just always seem to be that middle of the pack team that they'll always just kind of make the playoffs. And yeah, they, either, the they either just do it or just don't. They never they're never at the bottom to get a good draft pick, or they're never at the top to make a big push. So to me, I think you got to hit the reset button with the young talent they have. I agree, and I think honestly that uh, Suter Parise thing set them back uh, a decade. Oh, absolutely. They needed yeah, to. Yeah. They need to eat that cap and, and cut them both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's one of the long term ones that's just going to really you know destroy you. And the problem though is it's not even just one contract, right? It's not like you can just all of a sudden buy them out. You can't buy out both of them like that. Nope. I don't even know if that's even legal and possible in NHL, right? So, um, yeah, so yeah, that that's that was their downfall because they went all in, but they didn't have enough all in. Like they. What they needed when they did that trade was to hope that all of a sudden a bunch of other key players said, I want to go to Minnesota now, right? Yeah. And that that just did not happen. So um, That's because they're wearing the wrong jersey. If they went back to the North Stars logo, I was wearing my North Stars jersey around today. Like I walk in the dog and people are like, is that a North Stars jersey? I'm like, yep. So, I mean, I got my John Casey 30 going. But, no, it's uh, – seriously, it's – it's just not it didn't happen for them and they had they had like a two to three year window to make it happen and they just didn't um and honestly they didn't really even get close if i recall <laughs> like they just never they never went far um so you know that said steve do you have uh minnesota around the middle of the pack what's your uh what's your 20 through 16 looking like 
All right. Well, Minnesota was already down on 24 for me. Um, so uh, hitting there at number 20, I've got the Buffalo Sabres. Don't need to expand on it. Goaltending is the issue. Number 19 is the Vancouver Canucks. Um, you know, they, 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 in order for the Canucks to do anything in this division, their goaltending has to be lights out. And they've got some great offensive talent, right? But I don't think they have just enough defense. And, you know, again, question mark, with can, the, can this goaltending tandem really take me where I need to go? Uh, next, the Nashville Predators. You know, it's, it's pretty much been the same team for how many years now, right? They made a yeah. few shakeups, a few pieces, but nothing – Nothing extraordinary, right? Um, and then number 17 is, for me, are the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think this is – they're in a really, really tough division this year. And, you know, I just think, again, um, they're, they're, they're all going to be speed up and down the ice. I just don't think they've got a physical enough team to grind out this, these type of series together. Even with Crosby on that team, you know, who can always be a game changer, I just don't see it being enough. And then, um, let's see here, that is four teams. So squeaking into the playoffs then, Arizona Coyotes at 16. Um, I have enough faith in them in their, what I consider the weakest of the comp, or divisions, I should say, to just have enough with their goaltending tandem um, to get in there. And, um, you know, they play a pretty defensively, you know, sound game. So that's why I got the Coyotes kind of squeaking in there at 16. Yeah, for me, it's, uh, you know, for when I ranked my teams, like I will say there's probably teams ranked like maybe 19th that'll make the playoffs and teams ranked 12th that won't. I mean, it's I'm looking at my teams. I'm probably wrong there, but just based off their divisions, um, so my top 16 doesn't necessarily all make the playoffs and my bottom don't. It's just a matter of where the, I rank them against every other team in the league. And so for me at number 20, I have uh, a lot higher than you guys both have. I have the L.A. Kings um, again, not a playoff contender, but I think they're going to they're going to ruffle feathers. They're just not as bad as um, as I, they got a lot of talent on the team, and I honestly I have faith in not a lot of faith in their goaltending because again I don't I don't expect this team to make the playoffs, but uh, they're just not going to be a rollover team like the other teams in Cali this year. Um, they're going to ruffle feathers, they're going to steal games, uh, but ultimately it's not going to be enough. At number nineteen, I have Calgary. Uh, it's just I don't you know with, with this team it's a, it's it's a it's a decent team. It's got a good build. Uh, I just don't think they have enough in that division um, to really hold their own this season uh, with the with the level of competition they'll be facing. Uh, I'm about to drop a bomb on y'all here. At number 18, I have the Washington Capitals. Uh, they they are like again for me, uh, goaltending is a big deal uh, right now. Samsonov's a good goalie. He's not an excellent goalie. He's got some issues with the handling the puck and the close into the crease and such. And he's got to, I think he's got to work on that. Um, and then right now they don't really have Anderson as the backup. They kind of have him as a third stringer and they got, you know, Vanasek, I think Vanasek, he started his first game against Buffalo in the second game of the season, played a good game. I just don't think this goaltender duo slash cheer right now is going to be enough um, for Washington Capitals to make it into the playoffs. Again, they could shock me. And this is one of those teams. It, honestly, I'm looking at my teams like like this middle of the pack teams are the teams that could be in the playoffs and miss the playoffs. And Washington mm -hmm. could easily make it. I'm not counting them out right now for my statistics. I will. But um, I just think overall against the competition in the league, uh, 18 for Washington Capitals. At 17th, I have the Florida Panthers. Um, again, I don't think their goaltending is going to be as bad uh, as it was last year. I, I have faith in the Florida Panthers goaltending. I don't think they're so bad on offense. I think they're actually pretty decent offensively, defensively speaking. Uh, still bottom half of the league for me. Um, but uh, I ranked the Florida Panthers at 17th. The bubble team for me, uh, being the middle team in the 31-team division the league, is the Winnipeg Jets. Um, you know, they got a really solid, honestly, that Hellebuck guy seems to be pretty good. Um, he goes down. I don't know what happens to the jets, but they're, they're pretty well built. They're, they're a good team. And, 
you know, one of those teams where I'm not surprised if they make it. I'm not surprised if they missed it. You know, that's going to be one of those teams. At 15th, another Mike, uh, you know, bomb drop on y'all, St. Louis Blues. Uh, you know, top half of the league for me. Or oh, wait, we're at 15. Sorry. I should have stopped at the Winnipeg Jets, boys. That's okay. Go. Keep going. You're already talking. Right, guess, we'll go. I guess I'll go to my 15. Should I do my 15 through 11 here? Go, go for it, man. Yeah, go You're for there. it. All right. All right. So at 15th, I had the St. Louis Blues. Again, top half of the league now. Uh, God, this team, goaltending hurts them. For me, this is where goaltending hurts them. They are such a well-built team. They are so deep. Uh, they got a lot of great players, a lot of good talent, but it's, it's all about that goaltending. What is it? Bennington and Huso? Is it Huso is the backup this year? Um, so for me, that puts St. Louis at 15th. At 14th, I have the Minnesota Wild. I was going to say the North Stars there for a second. Uh, Again, good team. I actually have a lot, a little bit more faith in their goaltending duo because I think if one goes down, they're pretty equivalent goalies. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, Minnesota uh, is good enough to be in the 14th slot. 13th, uh, Philadelphia Flyers. A lot of people have faith that they're top five team. I don't. Uh, I think they'll make the playoffs. Um, they, they seem decent. Uh, you know, I have a couple guys from my, uh, fantasy team on this team, uh, which you guys definitely pointed out in a previous podcast and, and honestly connecting, man, man, he's, he's making me happy. He's like my top point getter right now, but, uh, I rank filled off right now at, at 13th, uh, again, hearts, a young goalie. Let's see how he does. Uh, at number 12, another little bit of a shocker here, the Vegas golden Knights, uh, they're a good team. Uh, they got little mini issues here and there and me, I may be harder on my own teams. I swear to God. Um, but I, I put the Vegas golden Knights here in 12, um, because yeah, that's where I see them. And at number 11, I've ranked this team higher than either of you, uh, Arizona coyotes. Um, I think, you know, they're underrated. Their goaltending duo is just stupid. Like what a sick goaltending duo. It's completely underrated goalie duo. And honestly, goalies win cups, goalies win gold medals. Goalies win tournaments. Goalies win everything. Goalies win girls. So, or guys, depending on what people want. Uh, goalies are like, hey, like, right? You, Sebastian? Your goalie, got you, your goalie got you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, what can I say? She stole my heart. She made a big glove save. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Goalies, goalies, uh, goalies win. So, Arizona, they're people kind of slam on the way that the team. Uh, again, I just think Arizona always gets the short end of the stick. It's like the the poke fun team in the National Hockey League. But you look at the way this team's built right now. They've got a lot of really good young talent as forwards. Um, their first line's weak compared to the rest of the league. But when you look at depth of the rest of their forwards, probably top half of the league defensive core right here, um, you know, barring injuries because those happen. Uh, I think they're a pretty decent team, and you put that – you put the confidence in these type of players with that goaltending duo, watch out for the Coyotes. Um, so, yeah, that's Don't my 15 The jerseys, the jerseys oh, also make them play better. Except for those retro ones. Those are god-awful. Those are beautiful. <laughs> I, I own one, and I love it. I've Do you use it as a garbage dispenser? Like, what is it used for? <laughs> I love the maroon, man. That maroon howling coyote. I love the black one with the running coyote. I like those are sick jerseys. Like the Coyotes got some of the best jerseys in the league, which if anyone hears previous podcasts, you know, I rank them pretty high in my North American professional uh, hockey jerseys. But uh, uh, Steve, since we'll probably reverse on this one, uh, where do you rank your 15 or yeah, 15 through 11? All right. 15, the Winnipeg Jets team that's been consistently together with Hellebuck in that. Uh, they're in that tough North division. So I see them, you know, squeaking into the playoffs here. Uh, number 14, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the team that just never goes away. They just grind teams down. They were in a playoff picture early on last year, and it's just their system play. Um, you know, the Dubois situation can be, you know, distracting, but I think that's going to get settled sooner than later. Um, number 13, I got the St. Louis Blues. Um, you know, we'll see how Bennington does this year, right? Because there's a lot riding on him. He has to be lights out. They've got a you know, they've got a good team in front of them. There's no ands about that, but he's got to be really good. At number 12, I've got the Calgary Flames. I have a ton of confidence in their goaltending. They are a really hardworking team, you know, constantly in your face, constantly grinding away. Those Kachucks are a pain in the ass, a talented family, right? 
Um, so I got them at 12. At number 11, I've got the Boston Bruins. Um, again, super tough. <laughs> yeah, this is that division, right? This one's killer. So anybody can fall, and it's not going to be many points separating these guys, right? I just think there's a few other teams that have an edge on the brooms this year. Um, you know, we'll see. Again, for them, it's going to come down to their big that big three line of theirs and how well the Rask, how, how all good to the Rask, you know, performs. So there's my 15 through 11. All right, Sebastian. All right, so for me at 15, I got the Jackets. Um, I think they just play very well defensively. Um, however, I don't have them going any further than that. I just don't. I just think towards times over in the NHL, um, I think they've got the the trade me issue going on right now, and I just to me, I think that's just too much of a distraction. I agree with that. So, I think they'll be sitting at 15. I don't think they'll be going any further. Um, at 14, I got the Flames. Um, to me, they got Markstrom, which finally gives them a little bit something, you know, in, in the crease. But they're just. I don't think they're deep enough. Um, you know, Giordano's getting up there in age. Um, I don't think he's performing the way he used to and the way they think. I think he, they still believe he does. But uh, to me, they, they're at 14. Uh, they'll still be good, but they just won't be great. Uh, at 13, I actually have the Preds. Um, I think Saros will take the net this year as a starting goalie, and I don't think Pecorini is a, a bad option as a backup goalie. Uh, yes, they lost some players this year. They haven't really added any. At the same time, I think they have so much talent just locked up, and for some reason it hasn't clicked. And I'm just really hoping this year for them it really bursts out with a short season. I hope it really helps out some of the older guys they have on that team. They've got some great defensemen. Um, so I see them going at 13. Um, at number 12, I've got Washington. Uh, I think they, they're they built well. Um, I think Zidane will help a little bit on leadership-wise. I don't think he'll really help as a defenseman. Uh, to me, I think if he wasn't as tall as he is, he'd be out of the NHL by now. Um, I just don't think he's got enough for them. Uh, again, goaltending, you know, the Brian Anderson as that third goalie. Um, as, as a sense fan watching Anderson the last few years, I think Anderson's done. He's just kind of stretching as, as far as he can. But uh, so that's where I've got them sitting. And at 11, I've got Boston. Um, yeah, they've got some aging goalies there, um, which could be an issue. Um, they've got some injuries right now with guys, uh, you know, having surgery. But I think Boston usually comes back when it counts, and I think that they'll bounce in and they'll they'll squeak in at eleven there. Alrighty, um, yeah. So both of you ranked Boston at eleven, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's gonna be interesting moving forward here, uh, Sebastian. We're gonna actually go back right back to you here. Uh, your top ten through six. So there's a six five teams that crack your top ten. So, number 10, um, and of course, like I said in an earlier podcast, COVID can change absolutely everything. I had Dallas. Um, if they ever get to play a game, maybe they'll be able to finish at 10. Um, <laughs> but for me, I think that they're still built well. They've got great, I think they've got great goaltending. Um, they've got some young guys who showed up last year in the playoffs. They've got some, some vets who really want it. Uh, so, to me, I think they finish at 10. At 9, I got the Habs. Um, I think this year... Carey's going to have an unreal season, and he's going to really help them carry them. They've got some young guys there. They've got some vets there. I think they've got a good mix of guys. Uh, they brought Jake Allen in as a backup goal, which I think was a great move. Uh, so to me, I think they finished in the top 10. At number 8, I got the Oilers. Um, I think Koskinen is going to be given the crease this year, and he's going to run with it. Yeah, Smith is there, but I just don't see Smith as a starting goalie anymore. And I think Koskinen was great. Before he came to the NHL, he's had some up and down, up and down. But I think this year he finally puts it together. Um, and I think the Oilers, with the offense they have, uh, I still think they're going to finish in the top ten at number eight. At number hey, seven. So, so Sebastian, I'm going to jump in there. Yeah. Uh, Mike Smith is on long-term injury. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. He, and I think, to me, yeah. even if he wasn't, I think they would have gave him in the net. I think it, it's for them. It's Oh, yeah, no, you know, I think there's yeah, a voice. Yeah. We're a week into yeah. the season now. We're like, uh, there's a lot of things. Like, I've seen guys who are already now that, like, what isn't Ekham Lars? Ekham Larson's boy. out for yeah. three to four weeks. Yep. Yeah. That so, really, I mean, that, that, really hurt that them, hurts yeah. my dream. That hurts my uh, fantasy team. And, uh, you know, he's, God, he's a, such a good defenseman. But go ahead, sorry. Edmonton. Uh, <laughs> no, for, and then for seven, I got the Canes. Uh, I think they're just built well. They're, they're, they've got, like I said, they have Chachek, which is, you know, he's a vet. They've got the young guys. Uh, Aho's just phenomenal. Snatchikov is phenomenal. Uh, they've got a, I think they've got a good goaltending duo. Uh, they always seem to have one of them hot. Always seems to be. I don't know if it's just like the luck of the Canes. I mean, they had David Ayers who played hot for them. So, I mean, I think something about their crease is magical. 
Uh, so to me, and I think their defense, their defense is just so deep. Even like going into their AHL team, I just think that they've they've built it from the back end. I mean, their goalies I think could be better, but they've got a good tandem. But they built it from the back end up, and the up is still very good. So to me, I've got them at seven. They always seem to be around. Um, they're surging. And I think they're going to keep surging on to number seven. And then to my number five, I actually got the Blues. Um, like you said, is this are, number six? You mean? Uh, yeah. Sorry, I meant number six. Sorry, I have the I have the, the Blues. Um, I think, um, I think you said that they're built, they're built, uh, they're built deep. Yeah. They lost Petrangelo, but they added Tori Krug, which is a different player. Um, I just think that he's going to add a little bit more offense where they weren't really getting from Petrangelo. Yeah, he was good, but I think Tori Krug just jumps up more into the, the play. Uh, Jordan Binton has to have a great season for this to happen. Uh, if he gets injured or has a you know an off year, I think they could fall right down to the twenties. But to me, right now, they are sitting at six. Okay. All right, uh, Steve, you're uh, you're ten through six. At number ten, I've got the Dallas Stars, who are a still a mystery team because they have not played the game yet. Um, <laughs> Well, this so, is the preseason prediction. So. Yeah, 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 I'm just laughing into this. There's still preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's exactly a good call, Sebastian. Uh, yeah, there's still way preseason right now, but it sounds a bit. So, um, good after strong showing. You know, um, again, they've got a good goaltending tandem. If Bishop stays, you know, healthy, uh, Hudobin's going to get them wins, but I don't know if he's the starter, who their backup's going to be, and if that's going to be enough to drive them. Um, I got the Carolina Hurricanes. I've watched them play. They play. They've got two of the most dynamic young players in the league, and they're just an, a come at you hockey team. Like they just hit you in waves and waves and waves of speed. I'm listening to uh, both you and Sebastian on the Carolina Hurricanes, and I'm just not buying it. Maybe you guys will be right. You know, two on one here, but uh, I'm just not buying into the Carolina Hurricanes hype. Yep. And then number eight, the Washington Capitals. I think they're still going to be hanging around there. They still got a really solid team that's been together for a long time. So I think that's one of the biggest driving, uh, you know, features there. Um, and then Philadelphia Flyers sitting at number seven, <clears throat> really good team that can change up their game. Like they did it to the Habs in the playoffs where uh, when they were playing run and gun, the Habs had a little bit more step on them, but they had the ability to do that, but they can play a really good shutdown defensive style game and heart and net is, is lights up. They got a good tandem. And sitting at number six, I've got the Vegas Golden Knights. Man, there's not much to say about the Knights. The only thing I would have done differently as the Vegas Golden Knights in the offseason is I would have been targeting a goal scorer. I would have absolutely went after one of the other goal scorers after to have, you know, complete threats on every single one of their lines. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my that's my uh, ten th- or nine through five or ten through five, sorry. Ten, or six, I should say. Six. Yeah, I'll get it eventually here. Matt. Okay, we're all messed <laughs> up right now. Five and six we're is all really tight. great for us. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. My number 10, I got the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, basically everything you guys said. I really don't need to dive any deeper on the <laughs> on the Blue Jackets at this point. Um, like I said, they're my number 10. And number nine, I have the New York Islanders. I think that they're – I'm honestly, I have a lot of faith in Barley and Sorokin. Um, I have a lot of faith in this, this, the core of this team. Uh, a lot of them have been a wa- around for a while and they've got some good young new people in there. And I, I have a feeling that they're going to be a little bit of a shocker this year at number nine, uh, number eight, I have Dallas. So you both ranked them, I think at 10, um, yeah. I have them a little bit higher, but, uh, yeah, n- again, none of us, have, we haven't seen them play, but watching them play last year and seeing how this team's built and their goaltending duo, if, if Bishop stays healthy, um, that's a good goaltending duo. Um, I think ultimately this is a, a team to be scared uh, of this year. And number seven, I have the Toronto Maple Leafs. Goaltending hurts this team. They are, they have, I think they have all the right players in almost all the right places. But man, goaltending, I don't, I don't have faith in goal. I'm not on TSN, so I'm not going to pump this team up as number one or number seven. Uh, and number six, I have the Montreal Canadiens. Great goaltending duo. This is what I think edges them out over Toronto easily. They've got a lot of good talent. They're going to be an exciting team this year. I think they've added pieces this offseason, which, um, you know, benefit uh, how I think the team's going to impact a northern division. And uh, they're my number six. So number five, we're going to do our top five teams. We're going to have some mic drop moments. 
Sebastian, your top five. So at number five, I've got Philly. I'm all in Carter Hart. Um, that team loves him. They play for him. Uh, that team is built great. Um, I think they're made for a short season. They're going to be rough to play against. Um, they're going to they're gonna smash you. They're going to score some goals, and I think that they're going to finish in the top five. Number four, I've got the Leafs. Um, I think that for them, uh, they've got some, they finally got some good defensemen. Nothing amazing, but you know they've got Jake Muzzin back there, which you know adds support to to the young guys. Um, they got Jumbo Joe. I don't think he's a top line center or top line forward like they have him uh, ranked, but uh, I think he's there to be a veteran. I think he's really going to help those guys. Uh, and then at number three, I've actually got Tampa. Um, the reason why I have Tampa there is yeah, they're they're you know they're coming off a Stanley Cup win. Uh, but they're missing Kucherov. Uh, yeah, Stamkos is back, but Stamkos hasn't really had a full season in a while where he's really proven it. Um, I'm just not buying. I still think they're a top three team. I just don't think that they're the number one. Uh, and actually, recently, I did make a little switch uh, within the last week, just with having conversations and thinking about it. Number two, I've got the Abs. Um, they are built phenomenally. They've they've got scoring. You know, they've got defense. But I'm just not just not buying their goal tank tandem to be number one. Um, They've got some good goalies, but I just don't, if something happens to one of them, I just don't think they're ready for that. Um, To me, you know, they're they're really good. They're going to make a play. I think they're going to make a big push through the season into the playoffs, but I just think they need an actual number one goaltender who can really push them up. And I was really surprised they didn't make a push in the off season, but uh, I guess they're comfortable with who they have. And at number one, I have the Knights. Um, I think they're they're just they're just built differently, um, you know. Having two number one goalies, basically, uh, having you know the re re I can't even say the word. Um, they basically have uh, Scott Niedermeyer two point back there playing defense. You know, they added Petrangelo. Um, you know, Stone. They you know they just recently named him captain, but I think he he's well deserving. Um, I think they're just built to win, and I think they're built to win now. So I think they're number one for me. All right. All right. Uh, Steve, your top five. Coming in at number five are the Toronto Maple Leafs. <clears throat> um, I don't think they'll have the goaltending to drive them up any higher. Because um, Anderson's been, you know, that up and down type of goalie. <clears throat> but they've got a dynamic offense and pretty solid defense. Uh, number four, uh, Sebastian's not going to agree with me on this one, but the New York Islanders. Um, they, they, just, they, they, just, they just got a very, very solid team in my opinion they play really well together you know so they just keep coming at you uh next are my montreal canadians at three they they added enough in this off season you know alan has a backup for carry price so you've got a really solid backup so it takes the pressure off of price um their defense in my opinion is one of the best in the league and you know, the sparks that Suzuki, Kakaniemi, and the younger players showed in the offseason and with their acquisitions up front, you know, to Foley and Anderson, um, I just think that's enough to push the Habs to really shock the hell out of a lot of people this season. Number two, I've got the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not much needed to explain there. Um, you know, still a really, deb, you know, solid team. And number one, I've got those Colorado Avalanche. I just think Nate McKinnon's that type of guy now that can take this team on his back and push him through a lot of games. They've, they've got a really scary team. So those are my top five. But All just, right, just a quick question. Yeah. Can you order the Montreal Canadian Kool-Aid on Amazon, or does that have to come to the Montreal Canadians themselves? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's, it, I, I think if you find that, it's right beside the Ottawa Senators' man ponds. Uh, so just uh, <laughs> let, let, just, just, just let, let me know when you, if you're having trouble finding those. I'll point them out to you. Yeah, for sure. I'll just go find Father Time to let your defense be the best in the league. <laughs> Ro- Roman, Roman ups. Romanov says you need the heavy flow day ones, buddy. But anyway. <laughs> well, if you guys if you guys are about to blast on each other for this, wait till I drop my number five on you. Uh, you know, speaking of father time. But my number five is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I know yeah. I just think that they're, I mean, this is not a team that you can say, oh, they're underestimated. But I think just based off the way that they're still built, um, I think that they are technically underestimated. Yes, they do have the Crosby and the Malkin, and everyone knows about them, but you look at the pieces they put around Crosby and Malkin. 
Like you look at like I think Crosby's playing on a line with Gensel and Rodriguez. I, Rodriguez is a perfect pairing. Me as a Buffalo Sabres fan, I'm extremely familiar with Rodriguez. I think he's going to be a fantastic line mate for Crosby. And of course, Gensel, like Malkin, you know, they pair him up with Zucker and Russ. I think that's just, again, just an excellent pairing for Malkin. Uh, I just think that those two players really complement a, a, a player like Malkin's status and stuff and, and, and his playing ability. Um, I just think, and then of course you got guys like, you know, Tana McCann, Joukowsky and, and all those guys. Uh, and that, and then offensively speak or not offensively, defensively speaking, uh, I got, you know, uh, Provorov down there and Myers and Hag and Gustafson. I just think that this team's underrated. Now, goaltending for me is a not weak. Uh, you know, Jari is, you know, a good goalie. I think the, you know, the Smith and Jari, right. Are their pairing. And I think yeah. me and Steve were talking about them weeks ago. And I really looked into him cause I didn't have any faith in this pairing. I, I I like them. I think that this is a good pairing, and I think that this is a team that it shouldn't be a shocker, but I think it's going to be a shocker. I think Pittsburgh's not going to be as bad as people may project Pittsburgh to be. I have a lot of faith in the Pittsburgh Penguins this year. Number four, here we go, New York Rangers. I yeah. I think that this young core is they have enough of the young veteran presence because they don't have any real veterans. They have maybe one and I really don't count. Was it Jack Jones? I think is he on the Rangers now? I don't really count him as a veteran. He is, but, but I just think that this team has so much young talent. So this is going to be one of those teams where I think they're so underrated. I think this team's going to find itself for a couple weeks. And then when it finds itself, it's just going to start lighting people up because these kids in a shortened season are just going to find this way to mesh. It's kind of like a, like a bubble slash um, tournament mentality. I think the Rangers are going to shock some teams and I think they're going to be that good. Uh, I agree with you guys at Tampa Bay. I think um, uh, Sebastian, you had him at three and, and Steve, you had him at two Tampa Bay for me is ranked third. Uh, nothing else to say about this team. You guys said it all for me. Number two, again, with Sebastian, I'm, I'm ranking Colorado. Number two, again, nothing else to say about this team. They're so where you guys both rank the team 11th. I rank them. Number one, the Bruins, the goaltending duo, this team has combined with the talent that they still possess. I, I can't, I can't shame them on anything. I, I look at the ways this team, like maybe their fourth line is a little bit weak and compared to other teams, fourth lines, maybe, but we're talking fourth line. This team is good. And I think they're going to, I hate it. I really hate putting the Bruins number one, but I put the Bruins number one. So, um, but what, any shockers for anyone on this one, as we wrap it up, we probably want to wrap this up in just about two minutes, y'all, but I'm still um, catching flies with that Boston number one. Yeah. Same, same here. I'm, I went, I, that's when I, I look at that and go, I don't see it happening. Like, I want to apologize with the Father Time comic because Boston's the one who needs him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just uh, watch him. Watch him this year. Uh, outside of any COVID issues happening or major injuries, this team's going to finish best in the league. I don't pick them does, to win Does the a cup. major injury count as their goalie waking up in the morning and breaking their hip? Just from being old? <laughs> okay, you're talking to a couple older guys here, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Two old tendies here. Like, let's slow it down there, Joe. Hey, I'm I'm just being honest here, okay? <laughs> no, honestly, watch watch for the Bruins this year. Like I said, I think they're going to um they're going to be the best. I think coming out of the regular season, they're going to be the best team in the National Hockey League. But I also think that's going to be their downfall in the playoffs. I'm just putting that out there. So anyone that wants to hear what I think is going to happen to Boston in the playoffs, what Sebastian's going to think is happening to Grandpa Bruins. And, you know, it's Steve's, Steve's absolute passion and bias towards his Montreal Canadiens. Let's see where we think these teams are going to finish in the playoffs. And so if you want to hear where we think teams are going to finish in the playoffs, definitely listen later this week. Look for us on Twitter. And, uh, you know, we'll tell you where we think these teams are going to finish. And we're going to tell you who we think are going to not only going to play in each round, who's going to win each round, but who we all going to call at the beginning of the season who our Stanley Cup winners are. Uh, Listen, boys, I'll, make you, I'll make you a guarantee here. If Boston finishes number one, I will send you a bottle of Canadian whiskey. Well, I got to pick the most can expensive Canadian whiskey I can. Wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say you were picking. Come on now. I'm a cheap <laughs> oh, come on. Here. I can buy Canadian he's, whiskey here. He's going to send you some Canada Club there, buddy. <laughs> you no, know no. I'll, I'll find a nice bottle. Don't worry. No, you know what's actually really good whiskey? 
And we don't have $8 bottles over here in Canada. It's like the $8 bottles, like the $60 bottle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chris has not shopped for alcohol in Canada too often. Yeah, you don't want so. to. <laughs> I bought shop at a beer store and LCBO. I lived out of those. But you guys now have actually expanded beyond them from what I've heard. But, you know, I will tell you that uh, I think – Wayne Gretzky is about as overrated as his wine, so that'll be a whole nother podcast. I just want to trigger a couple Canadians right there, but I think my triggering right there is a great place to wrap this. Show. <laughs> no, 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 that's 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 not a trigger. That's just called envy. You tell him, Wayne. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, no, I think. Uh, hey, guys, do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? You know, who's the smartest one in the group? Let us know. Like, who, who do you think made the stupidest decisions? Who made the best decisions? Who do you agree with? Who do you don't agree with? Let us know. Chime in on Twitter and let us know what you think about this podcast. But this was Chris, Steven, Sebastian. Boys, say goodbye. Have a great one, guys. Yeah, have a good one. And we'll catch you next time.